1: just go to cars.com. It's magical. You're listening to SB Nation at the Super Bowl. That ambient noise you hear is not the elevator in your apartment building. It is Radio Row in Miami, Florida, Super Bowl 54. I'm R. Joe Choa from SBNation's blog on joined by Pete Sweeney of ArrowheadPride.com and Kyle Posey of NinersNation.com. What is up, boys? How you doing, man? Good to be in Miami. The, you can hear
0: a, a lot of the people here on Radio Row. It's can fun. Can feel them? The you commotion is, is, is real. It's palpable,
1: as they would say. Is it tangible? I, I guess If that, you want uh, to
0: say tangible, that's another good adjective for I it. I think
1: tangible is better than palpable. We okay. are using very big words. We are in Miami. It's the first full day that we're in the, um, I don't know the area code here. Um, the 303, that's what it is. 303, uh, I'm pretty sure is Los Angeles. This is 305. Oh, because of the band, uh, 303. That's right. I would have had to ask Pitbull.
2: Um, yeah, Mr. 305.
1: That's Gina Thomas from SB Nation and more frequently known to most people from the Falcoholic. You can hear this podcast on all four of those networks. The SB Nation podcast network is the best in all the land. Blogging the boys, Let's be pride. very
0: clear here. The Falcons and Cowboys are just nowhere near this weekend at this point.
1: You know, that's not entirely true. Uh, <laughs> exactly. No disagreement here. <laughs> you know, uh, Andy Reid was asked in his press conference on Tuesday about Mike McCarthy, the new Cowboys right. head coach. You were, you were there. You heard the question. I know. Uh, speaking of, you've both been on the ground, boots planted. Pete, what did you come away from on Tuesday that you didn't know knowing about the Kansas City Chiefs?
0: I feel like it's just a lot of what we really have known before. And what I've been most surprised about, I think, is just a lack of really much trash talk, at least in the opening night. I think you're starting to see a little bit from Frank Clark here, where he's saying he's not fond of D Ford. There's starting to be more of that D Ford talk. I think if there's ever going to be a situation where you're starting to get a little adversarial, it's probably going to be Around the player that was traded for this year that's now on the opposing team and cost the Chiefs their trip to the Super Bowl last year. So it's it's we're here on Tuesday. We're getting a little bit closer to the game. So I think you're starting to see that energy a little bit more from the teams.
1: For people that are unaware, is trash talk normal for the Chiefs? I mean, because the way you kind of presented it.
0: Yeah. So more so, I would say this year. And not really as much negative talk as just real confident and positive about themselves. And this is typically something that Andy Reid tries to shy away from, but he seemed to have embraced it this year where Tyree kills is straight up like, no one can guard us. Frank Clark is like, I'm the best defensive end this world has ever seen. And again, you you know, you appreciate the confidence because they've won to this point. Now let's see what happens on Sunday.
1: Well, so D Ford, now on the San Francisco side of things, Kyle, you heard from D and from George Kittle and all the rest. What were your takeaways from Tuesday?
2: Yeah, I think. Just for the first time, for a team being here for the first time, you can tell that they're really loose. They're really confident. But they're not talking down on their opponent. They're very complimentary, like Richard Sherman was talking up, the Honey Badger, ah, like all these the guys. Kind of. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. They're not they're not talking down on each other, but they're, you can tell that there's a lot of confidence. There's also these random facts, you know, with all the reporters that are coming from all over the place asking crazy questions, like Jimmy right. Garoppolo was a baseball player and d Ford guitar, piano player, all these random sort of facts that – Probably a lot of people don't know. so. But the main takeaway is probably just how confident and loose this team is for being so young. I think it's it's impressive.
1: On the subject of random facts, you were telling me earlier today, I didn't know this. Everybody, I think everybody knows about George Kittle's family, his parents are athletes. I did not know that his wife was an athlete. But this is the week where you find out all that stuff. And you asked him about that. Uh, and I think about how he's he's better than her, I guess. He's kind of proud of that. He's like, yeah, I didn't let her win anything.
2: Yeah, so Carly <laughs> Kittle played – basketball at iowa for all all the years that she attended iowa and she was very good and my parents saw her and they gassed her up like she was better than what she was i'm sure but i asked Kittle who is better who's a better athlete in the family and he did not hesitate at all he wanted to be clear that he is and that if they played 10 times he would
1: beat her even with a high ankle sprain so Mm. what's uh kind of rude what's the most predictable storyline that has come to life for you pete I guess,
0: I guess, in the sense that uh, what I just talked about, D. Ford. But if you take that one out of the mix, maybe Andy Reid and, and like the getting the, get the ring, the elusive and, yeah. Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It just seems to be something that everybody's asking about, and they're now talking about it on Good Morning Football. I think Peter Schrager this morning on NFL Network went on a five-minute monologue about how everybody's rooting for Andy Reid. Everything that you hear is that he had over 500 text messages by the time he got back to the locker room after winning the AFC title. So. It is a guy who is clearly a a keeper of the game. He's made a lot of connections over the past 21 years as a head coach and more than that as an assistant. And I think that's coming to life here. Not that people don't want the 49ers to win. I just think the football people that are out there and are connected to Reed are ready to see it happen.
1: When we were at opening night on Monday night and you're – Insta story is available. It's pinned right on the Arrowhead Pride Instagram page. Yes,
0: I did it this morning. Yeah, and we put it on YouTube and Twitter too.
1: Oh, sorry, didn't mean to undersell. You know what I mean? I mean, this (laughs) is everywhere. This thing
0: widely available well, i wanted
1: like i want you to put on like some digital shoelaces and mm-hmm. i'll wear it and walk around and display it but that was gonna be my point was we were talking to various uh chiefs and niners players obviously and every single chiefs player was like yeah we want to do this for reed and it's like it's like this permeable I, I i've been to a couple of super bowls and a couple opening nights i've never gotten that sense before i mean he clearly does i mean i'm sure that it's kind of been a story that's beaten right. to beaten into the ground but it, it really is this real thing at least in my opinion
0: yeah, and and it might not be something that's clear out there to to the rest of the fans, and I, I think it's something we, we see locally, but after every loss, which nowadays with Patrick Mahomes are few and far between, but the Chiefs do still lose occasionally, and he'll always just say, yeah, it's on me. It's my fault. We'll never point a finger. We'll never point to a part of the game where it's a player's fault. We'll never point to an assistant coach and say it's this person's fault. So that comes to light when it gets down to the game where he's never gotten this thing that's going to push him to the first ballot hall of famer and so you can see that you can hear it in in the voices of the chiefs players
2: this is advertiser content brought to you by frito lay hello i'm chip murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament tonight we'll break down we break down who will be cutting
1: cut what are you two doing sorry chip
0: Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void or hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com.
1: Kyle, what's the kind of rallying cry or rallying, I don't want to say mascot, but point of view for the 49ers? I feel like the
2: two biggest questions that they're not going anywhere anytime soon is Kyle Shannon blowing 28-3. <laughs> Sorry. I had to bring it up. But. That's okay. I, I bring it up all the time, too. I talked to former Falcons last she week about She asked them about it. it. Wow. Yeah. And I didn't – nobody tried to fight me.
0: Like, it went okay. Um.
2: So, yeah, that, that's been a thing, and that's not going anywhere anytime soon, as well as Jimmy G not throwing the ball in the playoffs. Like, that is going to be a thing. And for whatever reason, no matter how much they win by, no matter how much 49ers win by, no matter how many points they score – they're going to keep asking and asking. Kyle Shanahan said, "Have you guys seen us run the ball?" That's that, that's what he said word for word today. So, we're getting more of a pushback from the guys that are that are getting asked these same old questions. So, all all season they've been having this war pretenders because, you know, nobody's really believed in them because they played sort of a soft schedule the first 8 games, but when you beat people in the manner that they do, you know, you have a sense of confidence. So they've been riding that pretender wave the whole time. And I think it's just going to keep carrying on as the week goes on.
0: A quick point on that Jimmy G story. Andy Reid was asked today just straight up about all the different run looks that the 49ers give. And he himself diverted to Jimmy G and what he does. And he said, look at Jimmy's percentages and passer rating over the last couple of years where he's complimenting them. So basically putting out into the universe, if, The Niners were to decide, okay, we're going to go Jimmy G heavy, pass heavy. We'll be ready for that, too. It's just this air of confidence, I think, that you have in the Kansas City side.
1: I think it's interesting. There's so many parallels between Tom Brady and Jimmy G, obviously. Andy Reid's two Super Bowls have been against Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo. It's the only two dudes. Face them, you know, just hey. That's what I'm here for, bring the weird stuff. Um, you both cover these teams week in and week out all the time. Kyle, what's the biggest difference uh, that you've seen all season long kind of week to week from the Niners and now, whether small or large, subtle or big? What, what, what is, I mean, I know it's only Tuesday, but what, what have you seen and been like, man, that's, you know, that's a little different for this squad?
2: I feel like they're, they're starting to realize how good they are because they're, they're a really young team. And, you know, Richard Sherman's older, he's in his 30s, but the majority of this core is, you know, three, four years in. So I think they're starting to realize how good they are, and they're starting to show the media that. That's what I'm really sensing.
0: I just think the defensive confidence has been a story in Kansas City because they were atrocious last year, highlighted by the Steve Ford blunder. Then they overturn the defense in the offseason, go from Bob Sutton to Steve Spagnolo, an old friend of Andy Reid's. They bring in Uh, Tyron Matthew and, and Frank Clark, and they weren't that good at the beginning of the year. And Frank Clark wasn't playing that well because he was injured. And you saw after the Tennessee Titans lost, this defense really turned the page. And I think... Again, I I keep saying it on on this podcast, but it's confidence that you're hearing the confidence that the Chiefs have in their defense led by Matthew and how they're saying things like championship swagger and whatnot. And and I think that's really coming to light this this weekend where everybody always talks about Patrick Mahomes in the offense. But this is an emphasis now for the Chiefs like we hey, we're good at defense, too.
1: What are you most surprised about? from the national narrative and I'll say this you know both these teams obviously made moves for pass rushers over the offseason the team I cover paid their own and didn't work out exactly but um we haven't gotten the oh you gotta go trade for a big time pass rush I thought we would really get that at least by this point of the week what are you surprised you haven't seen in terms of being talked about by the Niners
2: um I I think that they're a lot better offense than people give them credit for and I I imagine we're going to find that out but for a lot, obviously the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is a guy. Patrick Mahomes is a guy. He's a very, very good quarterback, probably the best quarterback in the NFL. But we're we're, we're not really seeing <laughs> we're not really seeing other people talk about you know the other side of the ball. You know, a team that's scored a lot of points that's been efficient all season. So I'm a little surprised that you know we haven't. It's it's been as one sided as it is because the storyline Andy Reid obviously deserves all the love that he's getting. 21 years and he, you know everybody like. He said everybody wants him to get a Super Bowl, but it's it's sort of been one sided. So I'm a little surprised by that.
1: Pete, what would you expect to see?
2: I I'm been surprised that there hasn't been enough attention paid to
0: the quarterback matchup because I know that the Niners have been have been run first, and you're even seeing some predictions, especially from a lot of these big bigger, bigger name talking heads that say, oh, the Niners are going to blow the Chiefs out, and it, and it got even a little lost to me in the Titans game. Like I can see, okay, Mahomes versus Watson in that sure. first round you wouldn't necessarily say it's a mismatch. But then Mahomes versus Tannehill, I understand Tannehill's playing better at the end of the year, but that was a clear mismatch. And then I look at this and I say, isn't the quarterback the most important position in all of sports? And nothing against Jimmy G, because I think he's solid, but Mahomes is
2: way better
0: than Jimmy G. And why is that not being talked about as much? I just, I don't know.
1: That's a fair point. Well, it will be an exciting rest of the week. We'll have more uh, across the SB Nation podcast network. Pete, you'll have your thumb on the Chiefs at ArrowheadPride.com. You're on Twitter at PG Tween, and the Arrowhead Pride account is at Arrowhead Pride. Make it nice and simple.
0: Yes, uh, until our mind taps into our, our Twitter page. Oh, that's a yes, good it's, one. It's Arrowhead Pride. Uh,
1: Kyle Posey, you're on Twitter at KP underscore show. That's where the show is. And at NinersNation.com, that's uh, where we're going to have some fun this week. We are, man. It's going to be a great time. Thank you guys for stopping by and chatting with us. And uh, good luck in Miami. These are treacherous streets.